Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And Brian, as we are sitting here about to uh, – we're, we're recording this on Friday, but this will obviously be airing on Saturday. As we sit here, uh, it's a, a, a game day for you. Uh, as the pre and post game co-host for the Cowboys Radio Network, are you excited to get back into uh, talking about the identity of this football team and and all the other things you love? You know me, I love when you know, some good identity talk and what you can hang your hat on and those kinds of things. So, yeah, um, <laughs> it, it it is nice. And you know what, Bobby, we're gonna preseason game one. And then we're going to wake up and it's week seven. Uh, you know how how quickly this season tends to go. But uh, excited about the uh, the opportunity. Uh, always enjoy my work with 105.3 The Fan with the pre and post game show. A little different for me this year because in the past I've been really fortunate uh, to be a part of the radio broadcast with Brad Sham. But with some things going on on TV, uh, that's going to free – uh, Babe Laughlinberg to come back and do his uh, his normal radio spot. So this will be the first time for me for a Cowboys pre and post game show in the preseason for a very very long time. So it will give me an opportunity to uh, to watch the game in a different light. Uh, you know, maybe focus in on some different things when you're broadcasting the game. You're you're kind of looking at things. You're following the ball. You're talking about what you see. But you know, when I normally sit in the press box with you. Uh, I could focus more on specific areas that I want to watch. So uh, excited about that because I think this is going to be a really important game for a lot of guys. It's not an important game for CeeDee Lamb or Dak Prescott or, say, Tyron Smith. But for a Simi Fajoko, it's a really important game. For a Jalen Tolbert, it's a really important game. Uh, You know, maybe even for for Turpin, it's an important game. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it's, this is, you know, this is where you, 
there's things that have happened during training camp that you and I have been at practice and watched and some really good and some really poor. And, you know, you've got to find a way if you're one of those guys. And I'll I'll throw a name out there. You know, uh, we talked about, you know, with with Simi Fajoko, you know, and, and what he's done. But how about another Fajoko, Junior Fajoko? Yeah. You know, some really coming after the draft, you know, you're watching him play it, uh, you know, there at San Jose. And he's kind of like it's, you know, you're watching and you're thinking, oh, man, this guy's got some juice. He's got some zip. He's got a little bit of edge. You know, he's got something to his game. But, you know, we've yet to see that. And I, I know I singled him out, but we haven't seen that at, at training camp practices. And there's others. There's others that are kind of in that same mode, and you wonder, wow, are these guys poor practice players but gamers? Are they gamers? And, you know, I, I think there's a lot on the line for some guys. I, I don't feel like that, you know, that they've determined whether they're going to keep five wide receivers, six wide receivers, four tight ends. Does Hunter Lipke, does he going to make this team if they carry four tight ends as a fullback? There are a lot of things that are on the line starting, uh, you know, on Saturday, uh, you know, for this uh, for this uh, for this football team going forward. Now, uh, before we actually get into the game discussion, how excited are you? You mentioned that you're you're going to be on the analyst side or, or on the pre and post game side instead of the, the right. color analyst side. So, how excited are you that you get to have uh, not just the regular season? but you get the preseason experience of me walking up and talking to you while you're trying to take notes in the press box. There is uh there's two things I now look forward to in the press box. <laughs> One of them is you, as you mentioned, walking up with your phone uh-huh. and then tapping me on the shoulder and saying, have you seen this? And, and I give you credit. You get a <laughs> lot of information. There's a reason why, you're the Cowboys insider for 105.3, the fan, and you do a great job at it. Thank you. Because you get guys to text you information that leads to stuff that we do in the postgame shows, you know, and stuff like that. Or, you know, or maybe it's something that needs to be talked about. Hey, this guy was banged up, and that's why he's not playing, and this, that, and the other. So, yeah, that part of it I, I look forward to. It's the It's the – it's the instant analysis of when <laughs> Dak throws a really great ball that you like. I told you, told you this guy, told you I he did. could do this. I told you, told you he, he, I told you he could do this. But no, all kidding aside, uh, I enjoy having you up there. The second thing, if I can mention, yeah, is uh, especially there at that home game uh, was the amount of food that Eric Chiafalo, uh, my pregame host, can eat during a game. He is, he, it's incredible the amount of food he could put away and the mac and cheese, the carving station, the small sandwiches, uh, whatever else they put out there, depending on if it's a noon game or a later game, uh, Eric can eat a lot of food. So those are the two things I always look forward to is you tap him on the shoulder, showing me your phone, cheering for Dak. And then the other one where Eric eats at least three platefuls of food 
where he almost needs a wheelbarrow to carry him down to the the position. He does, and then he he walks out of there still looking a a tight like hundred ninety yeah. pounds at six two, uh, mm-hmm. because that's just the genetics he was blessed with. Uh, but Brian, you mentioned uh, Fahoko Junior Fahoko, yeah. obviously, but also Simi Fahoko. I asked Nick Eatman this on Friday morning when he joined us on one hundred five through the fan, um, but. Is there a case to be made that there's nobody that this preseason, these preseason games are more important for than Simi Fahoko in terms of for his yeah. roster spot? I, I absolutely, I've, I was expecting Simi Fahoko to be in a much different spot last year. Uh, at this time, when we were talking about Simi Fahoko, it was much like what we were talking about with Tolbert and. Uh, you know, and and guys, you know, and those you know, those kinds of guys. You know, when we've when we've when we've you know, he ha- he was outstanding during training camp last year, but then you know, like now it's Jalen Brooks and guys like that are getting uh, getting you know a lot more mention than Simi Fahoko. So that's kind of a that's a that's a negative. On his side, uh, because last year uh, he was wow, Samifa Hoko was doing this, having a great practice. Now, you know, he has struggled. He has struggled with some drops. Uh, you know, there's a couple of times where the ball's gone down the field and he hasn't finished like he needs to. And you know, and this is just this is fact. I mean, when you start to talk about receivers four, five, and six, Samifa Hoko is not in the mention of receiver four, five, and six with the Dallas Cowboys as we sit going into the first preseason game. Yeah. And that can change obviously. And that's why these Absolutely. games are probably really yep. important for him and what he's doing because the practices haven't been great, but if you can show up in these games and you can show up consistently, that's something that will stand out to this team. This is uh, this team, I think likes mm-hmm. Simi Fajoko and, and they, likes they his do. skill set. Yeah. They, they, they want him to put it together. It just, it, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, who are some of the other guys you think that we could be looking at as guys who these preseason games are going to be very important for their roster spots? A couple that immediately jumped to mind for me would be Neville Gallimore and Kelvin Joseph. Are, are those the other guys, or is there anybody else that stands out for you? No, I, I think you're onto that. And, you know, with with the defensive line has been really good. Yeah. You know, this has been a little bit, if you want to call it a renaissance for uh, Quentin Bohanna of showing up and making some plays. You know, you know, Mozzie Smith's going to be here. You know, uh, Jonathan Hankins is going to be here. But you've seen some really good work from Quentin Bohanna playing with more power, playing up the field, being disruptive. So, yeah, I, (laughs) you know, if you're Neville Gallimore, who struggled last year uh, with conditioning, uh, didn't come in in the best shape, and you know it was fighting that really all training camp. Uh, you know that's something you got to clearly keep that eye on. I'll say this, and maybe it's a new addition to keep your eye on. But these tight ends, and I mentioned the tight ends because of Sean McEwen. You know, do they keep a fourth one? But all of a sudden, are we starting to see the emergence? You know, with some of these other tight ends, John Stevens, the John Stevens. free agent from Louisiana, is getting a lot of talk in the yeah, last week. See, that's what I'm saying: is John Stevens 
can he carry for what he's done on the grass fields in Oxnard to the turf at AT and T? You know, is 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 you know is McEwen a guy that? And and I mentioned Hunter Lipke. I think these guys that are these hybrid kind of players, these tight ends, slots, fullback, running back guys, are they? You know, are they battling for one or two spots? And uh, and I don't know if they'll be able to keep six wide receivers, but receivers three, four, and five, or excuse me, four, five, and six have made it very difficult on the front office right now as we speak for the first preseason game that, hey, if you let them go, you know, they're probably gone. You know, now we'll see if they, you know, we'll see because other teams are, other teams are tracking the Cowboys. You know, we're, they're seeing the, they're seeing the clips of who's making plays. They're, you know, they're following the beat writers, the insiders, you know, other teams, they're fine. They're learning who they know who's playing well at camp. And, you know, they, they know if you just follow Cowboy Twitter and DallasCowboys.com, you will know that, those receivers are, are playing very, very well. And that goes back to what we were talking about with Sami Fajoko. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, we mentioned uh, John Stevens Jr. there, the uh, undrafted free agent from Louisiana, the tight end. Guy who did not really stand out while we were out there. Um, uh, I didn't notice him, really. And he's somebody who's made a lot of plays in the last couple weeks. Looks out here when when you see some of these clips of him and you see his build... You remember a couple of years ago the the tight end that came out of Stetson, Donald Parham, and yeah. he was he was that big six eight like two hundred thirty pound guy. John Stevens is six five, but he's he, he looks right. like he's about two ten as well, a tight end. And so uh, it's interesting. Is there room if he impresses enough? Is there room for him in the tight end group, or do you think no matter how well he plays, his ceiling at least right now would probably be your practice squad? Well, that's that's I think right now that's his floor. I think that's his floor. To be honest with you, okay. The the uh, Sean McEwen is a veteran player that is in for a fight because, like you say, if they keep the four, they keep four tight ends. McEwen is probably the fourth guy. Am I right about that? Yeah. You know, so somebody has to knock off McEwen. Is it you know Stevens? Is it okay? We can only carry three tight ends. Hunter Lipke. I know we, I've mentioned that already here the last couple of minutes, but they're they're going to there's going to be some positions where they they want to go long, and they can't. You know, they just can't go long. Now we'll see about what happens at the quarterback situation. That always seems, but we got that now third quarterback rule that kind of helps. You know, going on with that. But you know, do they want to go long at corner? Do they want to? And by the way, you know my my thoughts is from when you know we've done this now this whole off season. I was concerned about linebacker depth and running backs depth, and 
I my biggest concern now has flipped to the offensive line, and because I'm trying to think of like, okay, well, if they have to go out and get positions, or they maybe make a trade or something, and the Zach Martin situation hasn't helped. Yeah. Nobody stepped up. Nobody stepped up and made anybody feel comfortable that you know. Not, I mean, sometimes you can plug a guy in, and yeah, it's not Zach Martin. But anybody they've plugged in at right guard has been not not good, you know. So usually you get a you know, a player or two that shows up, and you know I was kind of thinking, okay, Farniak. Farniak is the best of a group that's not very good right now. Yeah. Now, you know, we'll see what happens with a guy like Brock Hoffman. Is he a guard? Is he a center? You know, there's going to be a lot of guys in this game on Saturday that these offensive linemen, they're either going to sink or they're going to swim. And we've seen them, the backup group especially, have trouble with this front seven on the Dallas defense. And can they, okay, they're going to get a different group to block on Saturday. Are there going to be leakage problems? Are there going to be bad footwork, bad technique? You know, because this will tell you, this will kind of give you a little indication, like how good's the Dallas front seven on defense? You know, because the, the offense has had really problems blocking it for the most part. But if they block Jacksonville and those starters and stuff, well, then it's like, okay, Dallas has got a pretty damn good front seven, which we kind of think they do. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting you bring up Matt Farniak. It was something this week where Mike McCarthy had told reporters he was basically just going to focus on center now at this point, that he was going to move away from there and he, they were going to focus more on center. And, I mean, he's somebody who can do just about anything they want on the offensive line, but – that, okay, we're going to focus him more in center, maybe get you some Brock Hoffman work at guard. Tyler Biotish, in all likelihood, is not going to play in this game, it doesn't sound like. Uh, you know, Hoffman's a guy who's got some experience at center as well, uh, undrafted free agent from Virginia Tech two years ago, I believe it was. Um, it, it still feels like they're going to be playing a little bit of mix and match and, and, and trying to figure some things out. For a position that's so... Or, or a unit that, that relies so heavily on continuity, isn't it a little troubling that it feels like we're going to – it feels already like we're going to step into week one without much of your offensive line having played at all in the preseason, without your quarterback playing in the preseason in all likelihood, and it just basically being fresh eyes on you know NFL game speed right out of the gate when it matters most. Yeah, but you don't have much choice, Bobby. You really don't. I mean, if the situation with Zach Morton – if he was in camp and Terrence Steele was ready to go, say Terrence Steele had not had the injury, you know, that he played all 17 games last year, uh, then, you know, he's – then maybe you maybe you get Dak Prescott some work because you'll then – Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, you know, maybe have to do something at center, but then Martin and Steele, then you, you could feel comfortable like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll run – Dak Prescott out there for a series or two, you know, much like what Kansas City's doing with Mahomes. You know, this team's running their their starters out there, but you also look at their offensive line, and it's not as in flux as what the Cowboys are dealing with right now. Yeah, so to me, I can't I can't a good conscience put Dak out there with the unknown of what's going on right now at center because of a an ankle injury uh, to. 
Biotish, and I my Pro Bowl right guard is no longer there, and I'm really not trusting anybody that's playing there. And you know, I'm trying to work Steel back in. You know, I don't want to maybe expose Steel right now. Maybe, you know, maybe this all changes in you know the the second preseason game or whenever Zach Martin decides to you know to come back to camp. Maybe this maybe a little change. But right now, in good conscience, I couldn't put Dak Prescott out there and expect, you know, expect things to hold up without, you know, without the the quality in front of him. 